Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Perseverance is a real, real valuable thing. And you have to kind of believe in your inner gut as well. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. We are here at Tech Chill in Riga, Latvia, and I'm so excited to be celebrating Marita. Hello. Hi. Am I saying your name okay? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Per- okay, perfect. So if you guys hear, they're are people walking around. We are at Tech Chill happening right now, which is super exciting. So if you hear people in the background, that is what is up. So, okay, Marta, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Marit Alexandra. I'm originally here from Riga, Latvia, and um, I work uh, in banking, but with a twist. So I'm a fintech community manager for Swedbank, which is a large bank here in the Baltics and Nordics. And uh, I help run a fintech accelerator, um, co-working space for startups, and we do monthly fintech events here and as well support events such as TechChill, which we absolutely love. And uh, when did you first fall in love with technology? Well, I've always been a bit of a tech geek, but I never knew how to... Um, how to really utilize uh, that passion until I came to Textual three years ago. So my story with how I fell in love with everything around technology starts at Textual. So tell, tell us about it. So three years ago, my boss said he has a spare ticket to this conference and if I want to go for a day, and I came and I just absolutely fell in love with the vibe and the people Mm -hmm. and I just knew that I have to be part of it. And that's also where I met our partners uh, for our our FinTech Accelerator. We started talking and now two years uh, later, we're doing a demo day for our second FinTech batch. So, okay, so you didn't even, you weren't even exposed to the tech world until no. a few years ago. TechChill was your entryway yeah. into that. And um, what was it, what were you working as before uh, you discovered this world? So I worked uh, on the communications side as well in the ba- banking world and in aviation before that. So I worked in communication. So going into tech wasn't... Um, especially on the kind of community and relationship side, it wasn't such a far leap. It just took a moment to understand all of the new, um, techn- like all the new terms and uh, everything around the environment and what it needs. What was your role 
before, like your job title before, and what's your job title now? I was a um, communications project manager, and now I'm a fintech community manager. Amazing. And what does that, like, you utilize technology to communicate, and so what does that mean to you in your day-to-day? What's your day-to-day look like? Well, that's what I love about my job. No day looks like another. Uh, but uh, normally what it means is I, what I try to do every day is I try to connect the banking environment, which is a bit of an older industry and going through a lot of disruption. I try to connect it to all the new technology and expose it to different fintech companies, the startup environment, et cetera, et cetera. So... On a daily basis, I might, you know, one day I might walk into the office and sit down with all of the fintech startups we have working there. There's like 11 companies. And even the Startup Association of Latvia sits in our offices in the bank, which is crazy. That's so so cool. Yeah. So I could be there for a day. Then I could be flying to Stockholm to meet with my team the next day. And, uh, yeah. Um, Then I do come to a lot of events. That's part of my job. Um, it's an exhausting but very rewarding part because I get to meet, meet amazing people just like yourself. What are, you know what I was thinking about today is um, it, the talks and conferences aren't really about the talks and conferences. About, it's about meeting people and forming those meaningful relationships with like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I usually try to catch one or two talks, but most of the time I'm just walking in a circle and like trying to meet new people right. or just sitting down and just like, I like to have in-depth conversations rather than just running through the conference trying to hand out business cards. I don't even carry those anymore. Um, and, and what would you say has been one of your biggest wins from being at an event? Like, is there a particular person you've met or is there a particular opportunity that you've encountered just from, I mean, of course, TechChill immersed your journey, embarked your journey into the tech world, but has there been a specific event that has really propelled you forward or, or a contact that you've made? I think that it just, it snowballed. So I don't know who the first person was, but then it snowballed into knowing this whole community around the European ecosystem. But I absolutely adore Maria, who I know you're going to be talking with as well. I adore Um, her too. Yeah, Yeah. she's fantastic. And uh, she helped me like she welcomed me into this uh, new environment and together we've been able to do so many amazing things i'm really really glad for uh, to know her and the whole textual family and what's the what's what's the day to day look like for you in your role so uh, on a daily basis, I mean, I do a lot of reporting and emailing because I do still work for a financial company. I go to conferences, but I do a lot of uh, event organizing for ourselves as well. So um, it might be planning for an upcoming event. It might be finding mentors for our fintech accelerators. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's so diverse, but... Uh, on a daily basis, my job looks a bit like sitting at a desk with an email. And, uh, yeah, so that, that takes up a bit of it. What's one superpower you have that a lot of people, when they perceive you, it seems like it's super easy. But for you, you work really hard at um, making sure this, this thing is, is executed on. Oh, that's very easy for me to answer. For me, that's public speaking and being on the stage, which I did yesterday. We were just talking about that in another interview with Charlene. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, so for me, it's like people people perceive that I'm very natural and effortless on stage and like that I joke around and I'm fine. But actually, 
it takes me a lot of preparation. Like I write down everything word for word. I make my like I spend days on my slides, and even at small events where I have to say five sentences, I rehearse for days in advance. Yeah. And so I have the style of not rehearsing. And you rehearse. And I think both have um, pros. Like my friend Charlie Hohen, he rehearses heavily and he has the most amazing presentations. What would you say, um, how has rehearsing really saved you on stage? Well, it, it really depends on the topic because I think there's pros and cons to both. Like when you don't rehearse, you're more natural and maybe don't get stuck if you forget one line that, and then you're like suddenly all your, your whole presentation goes to shambles. Right, right, right. But rehearsing really helps me understand that I need to be slower and I need to pause. And those are the two mm. things because I, I video record myself rehearsing. So... To talk slower and to pause are two things that I've noticed from rehearsing. And also kind of to look how much I'm moving and how many hand gestures I'm making. Oh, interesting. Because a lot of people start dancing tango on stage when they're presenting. They start walking one step back and forth and it right. makes the audience anxious. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so I just watched um, Ginny, I think you say her last name is Foz, uh, interview um, on stage here at Tech Chill. And... Her, she was so eloquent with her pausing. And I noticed it because you could tell even in how I'm speaking now, I'm a very adrenaline, raw person. And I'm like, wow, you're, she really gives the, the, the audience an opportunity to absorb what she is sharing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the beauty of pausing because we don't realize that the that people actually need that pause to digest the yeah. information. Mm-hmm. Like when you say a Completely. joke, people laugh like two seconds later, and if right. you don't give them those two seconds, or like next slide, you know, you're you're giving yourself a disadvantage. Right. right. Um, what is one huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome, and how did you overcome it? In public speaking or in my job? And in your career. In my career. Um, I would have to say that definitely when, when I was building the fintech program with Swedbank, it took me a long time. It took me an al- almost a year in my previous position trying to prove that this is something that we should do. And there was a moment there where like it felt like there's nobody else. Like everyone says, like, just give up already. Yeah. And I still like I wanted to persevere and there's a friend of mine Jan here at the conference he taught me that like perseverance is a real real valuable thing and you have to kind of believe in your inner gut as well 100% I think I think people you know the startup and tech world is so glamorous uh, from the outside perspective and I think people don't understand and appreciate just how difficult it is to get all the things done to be thinking about all the pieces to be connecting all the dots and um and yeah, it's, it's just like an illusion. It's an illusion that it's this cool, trendy world where meanwhile, like I know for me, I did tech chill all day and then I had to get, you know, U.S. tasks done. And so I was up till five in the morning working and it, did I have to be? Maybe not, but I, I wouldn't be the best I could be if I didn't, you know, like it's about, it's about persevering through the really, through the tired through our own self-limiting beliefs, yeah. Through like, through our objections, just persevering despite everything that's like making us physically or mentally want, uh, telling us you should stop. It's like, well, do I? Should I? Yeah. I think you know. I feel guilty if I'm not like 
answering every single email while I'm at the conference and then I'm not here nor there. Right, right. But I, throughout the years, I've had that moment where I'm at the edge of burning out. Yeah. So for me, it's kind Ditto. of... yeah. Yeah, so... I really loved Stuart Rogers' talk yesterday about, you know, taking a breath and not always saying, like, you got to hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. You sometimes have to just take one, like, one moment for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think another cool hack is to think about your why in several moments. Like, what is the outcome that you want from your life? Um, is it, do you want to be a great employee? Do you want to celebrate someone? Do you want to be a really great friend? Do you want to um, make a new contact? Um, because sometimes, like we're sitting here right now and there's tons of people walking by and this is an obvious one, but our both of our mutual intent right now is to do this interview. It's not to stop and talk to the amazing people walking by, right? So right now our intent isn't to make a new contact, it's to be doing the interview, which is like a black and white example, but if you yeah. look at sometimes it's a bit vague. I know when I was in Ginny's talk, I wanted to be absorbing her talk and there's so many talks going on at the same time. I'm like, which one do I go to? I'm like, okay, I, I met Ginny, I really like her and I want to get to know her more. So I want to su support and celebrate her in the talk. And then I was on Instagram posting about her feeling like, oh, I maybe should be listening to talk. I'm like, no, I'm here because I want to celebrate her. And it's just this constant like, yeah. why, why, why in this moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And for me, I think the why is I, I want... I want to help grow the community that has the most amazing people right. in it, most inclusive, most passionate people. So that's uh, that's my why, basically. I love it. What's the best piece of advice you think you've ever gotten? Something that could help everybody. I think that the best piece of advice for me is to trust your intuition, and especially women. Uh, usually have a very good kind of inner sense of what they should and shouldn't be doing and it's like kind of the follow your gut uh, thing and trust your intuition and that's paid off for me the path always shows itself I always it's say needed. your intuition is your oracle yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it have you ever been on a podcast before? No, this is my first podcast. I was just about to oh, say you're my first. That's amazing. I know, right? Yes. Okay, I love that because so many women who have been on the show, this has been their first podcast. And it's just like really exciting. And what is your absolute, absolutely all-time favorite book? Um, Quiet. Quiet is one of my favorite books. Um, it's about... Uh, how underappreciated the introverts are in our today's society and actually how to better communicate and appreciate them in everyday life. My best friend is a huge introvert, so that book helped me a lot to understand and value different people. Fantastic. How can people connect with you further? Um, well, I have a Facebook page and Instagram that anyone can access. Not a big fan of Twitter. What's your Instagram handle? Um... At, uh, oh my God, Mari at Marita Alexandra, and there it's an Alexandra with an X. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra with an X. At Marita Alexandra, Alexandra with an X. And on Facebook, it's M-A-R-I-T-A, Alexandra with a K, S-I-L-A-V-A. -A. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Totally. If you want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, be sure to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. 
Facebook.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This is Marit Alexandra Silova from Swedbank, a large retail bank in the Baltics and Nordics. I'm the fintech community manager there, based in Riga, Latvia, and you're listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.